Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impacts of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard.
Was that amazing? You guys aren't clapping like you think it was amazing. Wow. Thank you, Choral Stars. And happy Resurrection Sunday, everyone. Okay, are you guys ready to hear something special, something powerful? Okay, so put your hands together and let's welcome our sister, Selwa, to give her testimony. Testimony, 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 Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sarah and I'm part of the Chorus Stars. Um, so I'd like to thank um, Bishop for giving me this opportunity and Pastor Ben for ringing me um, yeah, to share this testimony. Um, so um, this testimony comes in two parts. So part one is um, I, was, um, I graduated um, from university um, September 2016. And um, I graduated as a pediatric nurse. So from then, I applied for two jobs. And um, the first one, I went um, the process. I didn't pass the second time um, because um, I failed the maths. So they said, oh, that's it. You don't get another, <laughs> you don't get, um, another chance. And the second one, um, they, because that's where I did my placement, you know, they said, okay, um, you can just come anyway. So I just took it because it was, you know, it was just there. And, um, but the reason with that was um, it was quite far from my house. It took me about two hours, sometimes three hours. And I had to leave home um, at 3.45 sometimes to actually get there for 7.30. And so I was just doing this and I was always tired. And I finished at 8 p.m. and it takes me two hours to get back. So if I have like three days in a row... Um, yeah, it's quite, but I thought that I was just meant to endure it, you know, just endure it, but I guess that's unnecessary endurance anyway. <laughs> um, so, um, I spoke to, every time I told people, they were like, are you crazy? Like, is that, is it, it's not, but I thought that, would... and I told Bishop when he said, find another job. Um, and at that time I was like, I said, yes, I will. And then I think a few days later, I messaged him and I was like, oh, um, I've got, my manager has given me every Thursdays off. Like, she's quite flexible. So that means that I can go to campus church. So I think I should just stay. And he didn't reply, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I thought, okay, I think I get it now. So um, I applied. I applied for two jobs. And the first one, um, they messaged me and they said, um, we're not taking any more people, so um, that's it. And the second one, um, I got the opportunity to actually go there for the interview. So I went, it's also in three stages. I passed, um, I passed the English, but I didn't pass the maths again. Um, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that um, is quite crucial because it's drug calculations and you don't get another chance because it's nursing, you can actually kill someone. Um, so... Um, she said she, the lady actually rang me back and she said that I passed the English and the um, interview process, but not the maths, but she's actually going to give me another opportunity to come back to do the maths. 
And I said, okay. So I went. It was very easy. She went through my paper with me, showed me this is why you need to do this and that. And then she gave me a similar paper to do, which, which was almost the same thing. So yeah, I did. And I passed it and I got the job by it. Yeah. And um, it's very close to my house, so I can even get a bus there, not like three trains and a bus this time. So, um, yeah. And part two <laughs> of the testimony was, um, so one time I was walking home from work um, and I was listening to a message of Bishop Dag. Um, I can't remember which one, but um, he said, like, he prophesied and was like, oh, may you receive a car. And I, I shouted in the street, I was like, amen. And then I was like, my car's going to be amongst one of these. But I just said it. And, but I did believe in it. And um, I used to tell my friend that, oh, I believe I'm going to receive a car. But I don't know. I just believe I'm going to get a car. And um, few, a few weeks after that, my dad rang me. Um, and he was like, <laughs> and, he, and he was like, oh, we need to pay for car insurance. I was like, what do you mean? And uh, he said, my, um, my mom's sister's husband. Um, <laughs> um, like they're quite, they're quite well off. So um, they're quite well off and they said, oh, yeah, they're just giving you a car, so just pay for insurance and then you can use it when you pass your driving. I was like, wow, so um, it's a blessing. And, um, yeah, so I have a car now as well. So, <laughs> but, um, so what I would encourage you all is to take um, the advice and prayers of your pastors very seriously because sometimes you might just trivialize it and just think that oh it's just it's not something important but it really is because now I have a new job and a new car by the grace of God. Wow. God bless me part one and God bless me part two. Did you enjoy that testimony? Did you enjoy it? Were you jealous? Don't be jealous. Don't worry. Your car is coming soon. Amen. Well, I want you to clap your hands and I want you to welcome the Milky Way Stars.
can clap your hands a bit louder than that. Did you like that sweet song? Would you like to hear some more singing? Okay, don't worry. I've got some more singing for you. Hold on to your seats. Literally. Just in case. Okay, next up, we've got something that hasn't been around for a long time. But it's coming. It's been resurrected. I want you to clap your hands. And welcome the word star hello everyone my name is elizabeth and i'm part of stardust today i'll be reciting psalm one to psalm five Someone. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruits in his seasons. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but we of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 2. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak to them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree, for the Lord had said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen of thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt, thou shalt dash them into pieces like a potter's vessel. Serve the... Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in the Lord. Psalm 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in the Lord, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I lay me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of the ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon thy cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessings upon thy people. Psalm 4. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayers. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed. And still, Selah. Offer sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. For thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their, their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, makest me, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. <laughs> Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning shall I direct my prayers to you and will look up. For thou art not a God that has pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish, shall not, for, uh, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. The Lord would destroy the... The Lord will destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abort the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. In thy fear will I worship towards thy holy temple. 
Lead me, O Lord, in direction because of my enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulchre. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O Lord. Let them fall by their own counsel. Make, cast them out of the multitude of their transgression, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all they that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. For because thou defendest them, let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Thou, Lord, thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will thou compass him as with a shield. Thank you. Wow. Meanwhile, we're struggling with scripture of the week. Wow. I'm sure that we've all been encouraged to go and learn some scriptures when we get home. How many of you will learn some more scriptures when you get home? I think it's necessary. Well, I have something special in store for you today. I want you to clap your hands and welcome our violin star.
Why don't you clap your hands one more time? I was touched. It was very, very nice, beautiful. Are you blessed? I mean, there's a certain atmosphere here now. Do you feel it? Well, I have some more music for you. I want you to clap your hands and welcome our anointed sister, Sela, to the... Come on, welcome Sela. Clap your hands.
don't you know? Soul is a soul and it's precious to God God is not willing that any should perish He loves everyone and so must we Soul is a soul and it's precious to God Soul is a soul and it's precious to God God is not willing that any should perish He loves everyone and so must we Soul is a soul and it's precious to God God is not willing that any should perish He loves everyone and so must we Soul is a soul and it's precious to God Even if He gave the whole world It will not be worth your soul What shall a man give In exchange for his soul If He gave the whole world Worth your soul, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Thousands of men 
running down the streets They didn't know that the road was leading To a deep and deadly cliff And into the lake of fire Saved you, he saved me. He saved us for all time. Yeah. What about others? Oh. He saved you, he saved me. What are we doing for the others? Multitudes, multitudes Multitudes are waiting In the valley of decision They're waiting Hoping to hear the gospel They don't know Jesus Christ They are lost and dying so For all time, yeah. What about others? Whoa, he saved you and he saved me. What are we doing for others? Why do you sit and wait while millions go to hell? Their blood is on our hands It's time to preach the word yeah, yeah. The gospel of Jesus In this pure and simple form Is what is missing now In the church What are we preaching? Yeah. He saved you and he saved me He saved us for all times What about others? Oh, he saved you And he saved me So what are we doing For the others? We are the salt of the world the light of the world Are we really shining? Shining like we should We are the salt of the world The light of the world Are we really shining As the light of the world? He saved you And he saved me What about others? Whoa. He saved you and he saved me. What are we doing for the others? What are we doing for 
feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. Now I'm on my way, Jesus, deep in sin, falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways. Now I'm on my way, I have found a new life. on you I found my place and this is where I'm gonna stay now I'm on my way Jesus this is where I found love and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost now I'm on my way I have found a new life Jesus came into this world to save sinners Jesus came to seek and save a sinner like me I was lost in sin and shame But you gave your life to save me Stick with you Cause I'm stuck on you I've got this feeling down deep in my heart Since I found you Now I'm on my way Jesus Deep in sin Falling deeper and deeper into My sinful ways now I'm on my way I have found a new life I have found a new life Oh, oh, this is a true and a faithful saying Jesus came into this world to save sinners Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost I was lost in sin and shame But 
you gave your life to save me Are you happy you came? Are you happy you came? Now, I don't know if it's your first time or not, but you are not here per chance. You are here for a reason. Are you here for a reason? You are here for a reason. I don't know if you're excited, but our pastor is in the house today. I said our pastor is in the house today. I want you to stand to your feet with shouts of Jesus' joy and welcome Bishop Richard Ayi. Hallelujah. Two, four, one. One, four, two. All right. Close your eyes. Lift up your two hands to heaven and just thank God for this afternoon. Just pray for yourself. Commit yourself into the hands of God that God will speak to you. God will instruct you. God will give you direction. God will save your soul. Save your soul and bless you. Pray for yourself. Ask God for a blessing this afternoon that he'll speak to you, that he'll give you instruction, that you'll be blessed, that your mind will be renewed, your soul will be saved. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for a beautiful afternoon, for a blessed resurrection Sunday service. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we want to thank you for this afternoon. We want to thank you for this blessed opportunity we have to be in your presence, to be in your house. Let your will be done. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing. Thank you for renewal of our minds and our souls and our hearts, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Lord. We believe Jesus is alive. We gather, we praise, we sing, we dance because we believe that Jesus rose up from the dead, Lord. Thank you for the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you for the death of Christ. Thank you for the shedding of his blood, Lord. 
that we may be washed of our sins, cleansed from our sins, Lord. And thank you for the resurrection that gives us life and that brings life into our souls, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of being in your presence and being in church today. I give you thanks and I give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving and the saints of God said, Amen. Amen. I'll ask you for a better amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Take your seats. Hallelujah. I pray that one day your first amen will be good. Hallelujah. Well, it's a blessing to see all of you on Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, like we say. So, happy Easter to all of you. The Christ is risen and all is forgiven. Hallelujah. So, tell your neighbor that Christ is risen, all is forgiven. Especially if you are sitting next to your beloved or your husband. Tell them that Christ is risen. <laughs> all is forgiven. All. All. Nothing is to be carried on. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Do you believe that Christ is risen? Therefore, all is forgiven. Yesterday, I was with some friends and um, one of them was not happy with one the other. So I said, forgive. Are you not a Christian? Do you know what he said to me? He said to me that Jesus hasn't resurrected yet. Jesus is in the grave. So, there, so there's no Christianity. <laughs> he said yesterday there was no Christianity because Jesus is in the grave. <laughs> I mean, he was joking, but I think he had a point. <laughs> he said this morning, then he would forgive. And he, can, he would behave like a Christian. But yesterday, he said yesterday there was no Christianity because Christ is in the grave. He's still in the grave. So they have to sort it out and battle it out. Then afterwards, he can behave like a Christian. So today, I hope today he's behaving like a Christian. After church, I'll send him a message and ask, how is your Christianity? Yeah, but it's a blessing to be here for Easter Sunday. And today I want to, I want to share with you... Uh, why your soul is important. Wow. So turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 16. Why your soul is important. How many of you know that you have a soul? You have to know why your soul is important so that, so that you will know. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So Luke chapter 16, and um, I guess I'm reading from verse 19. These are the words of Jesus. Do you like the words of Jesus? If you have a a good Bible, you see that um, this passage we're about to read is in red. That means it's, it's the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus are in red. Um, are secularized as... Um, the United Kingdom has become, today is still the only day that all shops and everywhere is shut down, isn't it? Because of the resurrection of your Savior. Have you heard of any other person's death, birthday, and because of that, nothing is happening? Do you even know anybody? Do you know when they were born or when they died? Yes, and they are, they are, they are still dead anyway. But your Savior has risen. 
And on the day he rose from the dead, as, as secularized as Britain has become, in some way, and dead to religion, dead to, dead to not even religion, dead to Christianity, dead. Today, today, nobody can say I'm going to work. I'm on duty. I have to do anything because Christ is risen. Christ is risen. All shops are shut. Those of you who buy tights in the mornings. Today you can't buy tights on your way to church. So you buy tights. You're going to buy what? White shirts. Those of you buy white shirts on your way to church. Or uniforms. Today we're wearing blue. So on your way there you buy the blue. Nothing is working. Hallelujah. It shows you the power in the name of Christ. So that Jesus said that there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Verse 20 says that, And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at his gate full of sauce and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sauce. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. May, may angels carry you. Amen. The day you give your final breath, may angels appear. Amen. May the people by your bedside say that we saw a smile on his face. Amen. May they hear you say that, can you see the angels? Amen. Can you see the angels? Wow. And angels came. And came. That is when you are very old. Okay, yes. You're not going to die now. Amen. Sit down. <laughs> they were carried by angels into Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. We didn't hear of angels. He had a funeral, so he was buried. We didn't hear of the funeral of the poor man. But when poor people die, nobody hears of what happens. But the rich guy... There was a burial service. I'm sure there were people around eating, drinking, speeches, tributes. I mean, all the fantastic things were happening. Verse 23. And in hell. And in hell. These days you hardly hear about hell. When you listen to pastors preaching, you hardly hear about hell. You hardly. It's like almost as though hell is some remote thing. You hear more about money. Money. Money cometh to me now. But, but, in hell, this, these are the words of Jesus. In hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. You know, uh, a, lot, a lot of times when we read uh, this particular passage, a lot of people think that the rich man went to hell because he was rich. But that's not the reason why he went to hell. He wasn't hell because he was rich. It's not like rich people go to hell and then poor people go to heaven. No, 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 no. Because Abraham is a very rich person. If you read Genesis 13 verse 2, I believe, the Bible says, and Abraham was very rich and he was in heaven. Yeah, Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. You shall be rich. And you will make it to heaven too. Yes. So, 
So it's not about, it's not about the riches. It's not about the riches. It's not about the riches. It's not because he was rich, that's why he went to. That's, no, that, that's, that's not the reason. Because there, there's Abraham. There's Abraham and Lazarus. The rich and the poor are in heaven. And the rich, the other rich guy has gone to hell. So we have to discover the real reason that takes you to heaven or takes you to hell. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not about riches. So be ready to become rich. Every first love member shall be prosperous. Verse 24. You will never fail an exam. Those, listen. Those of you who have been struggling with maths. I have heard, I've heard two testimonies. That you went to struggle with maths somewhere. You shall no longer struggle with maths. Every subject that is difficult for you has been made supernaturally easy for you. In Jesus' name. You will understand what you've never understood. Sit down. Let's read the passage. I shouldn't hear again in this church that you feel in maths. Never again. Never. Never. Never again. Never again. (laughs) And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. See now this this part part of the verse is giving us quite a favorite description of the temperature in hell. Do you know that do you know that the poorer you are the smaller you need to survive. Did you know that? When you meet a beggar, have you seen a beggar asking you for a thousand pounds before? They say spare change. Spare change. So if I, if I can only get 20p, I'll be okay. 20p can make a difference to me. A bag of crisps, it's okay for me. Or if I, if I get to Starbucks and I put... Five, five 20p coins or 10 20p coins down and say, this is all I have. Can you give me a cup of, a cup of coffee? He'll be okay. It's, it's the poorer you are, the smaller your requests are. You just want something little to be okay. Just something, if you give me something little, I'll be fine. Just give, just give me some. I mean, have you seen, have you seen um, a poor person will be asking you for, for food, rice, chips, Chicken. I mean, if I have rice, if, if I have rice, I'll be okay. Or chips, I'll be okay. But 
when things start getting better, your problem is not food. You are even trying to lose weight. <laughs> when you are poorer, you want more. You want to eat chicken wings, beggar cane. <laughs> Big Mac. Nando's. When you sit yourself, you only sit in Nando's, you have dreams that one day you eat a whole chicken. You have that their loyalty card with the stamps. And you are counting. When will the cycle reach? Whole chicken. Whole chicken. Whole chicken will not be your problem. Next one is what? Half chicken. Six cross, six crosses, half chicken. Oh. You will not count crosses. Before you eat chicken. Even after church, when your friends are going to Nando's, and you go and sit there, then you pray, Lord, touch the heart of this one. Touch the heart of this one. That they will share their chicken with me. But the Lord shall elevate you. So I'm explaining to you that when you see someone saying that. The type of thirst that I have. I just need a drop of water from the tip of a finger. It's like it is enough. That explains to you how desperate the person is. How desperate that the drop from a tip. is put Put, I do have a bottle of water here. Put your finger, let someone put their finger in water. Yes. Have you seen a bottle of water? He said that, I don't want a bottle of water. You want your thirsty, you want a bottle of water. This guy stayed in hell. He said, I don't want a bottle of water. He should take his finger, dip it in water like this, dip it in water, bring it out. That drop, that drop. He's okay with the drop. That's how thirsty he was. That's, that's the value. You see, it's like he, he really values this. Can you see it? Can you see it's coming? It's coming. Yes. That's, the, that's how much he values. That's how much he values it. You, you drink, some of you drink half, then you just leave it. You wake up, you just, you just, uh, a quarter, then you just leave it sitting somewhere. You're not thirsty. You don't have problems. Someone's problem in hell, in hell. This, this can quench his thirst. This can quench his thirst. It's like, it's like sunshine in, in Europe. And you see how everybody gets excited when the sun comes out. Others are complaining in other places. You, when you see 12 degrees, then you wear shorts. 12 degrees, then you are in shorts. 12 degrees and sunglasses. 12 degrees. I was looking at the temperature, I saw 12 degrees. And I saw these guys in shorts and sunglasses. And they were walking by the roadside. It's like sun. It's like, uh, we've seen sun. We've seen the sun. 
you've seen the sun. It's like that's how desperate you are for sun. 12, 12 degrees. 12 degrees, someone has fever somewhere else. It's like it's too cold. 12. I'm explaining the state of hell to you. That the heat there is so much that someone just wants a drop. Like you just want, you want just 12 degrees and you're excited. 12 degrees, you, are, you, are, you see when you stand at a train station, everybody is friendly. Because it's 12 degrees. Verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they would, they which would pass from thence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of the... See, he's so sure that his brothers are also going to hell. He's so sure. And he's saying that the message he has for his brothers is not about prosperity, what to do with his properties and his, all the things that he has acquired. So that, that's, that's not the problem. The problem is that there is a place. There is a place that they shouldn't end up there. They should, they should never come to that place. They shouldn't. That's the message that he has for his five brothers. You see, when, 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 you, think, when you think of hell properly, you will discover that there is no message that you have for any other person than avoid this place. No matter what you do, avoid it. Make sure you don't end up there. That's what, that's what the rich man is saying. He said, tell, tell my brothers, tell my brothers, testify. Do you know the word testify? It means witness. Witness to my brothers and tell them they should not come to this place. Verse 29. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. They have pastors. That's what he said. They have pastors. They have pastors. They should, they should, they should listen to the pastors. They should listen to them. If they listen to the pastors, they will avoid this place. Nobody is going to move from heaven to, to, um, to Streatham or to Peckham or Hackney or, where, or wherever. I no, no, he said, no one is moving from heaven. You see, because these are the things that we like. We like someone who has been, as he's, he died and he rose up and he has a message. You know, when I died, I saw, he said, nobody is going to do that. They should listen to the pastors. The pastors are good enough. Moses and the prophets are good enough for them. Instead of, instead of looking for someone who rose from the dead. Then you see how he's giving. Like we, should, we should send Lazarus. He still feels he's a big man. Lazarus should go. <laughs> Is that it? And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. They should be there. <laughs> and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. And that's it. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about why your soul is important. So, the first reason why your soul is important is because your soul is the real you. The real you is your soul. 
Why do we say that? From this passage that we've just read, you will discover, you discover that after both, both the poor man and the rich man died, we could tell that they are still living. They are still alive. They are still there. They are communicating. They have fingers. They have tongue. They have feelings. He said, I am tormented. There's feelings. There's sight. This one, this one, this one can see that one there. And Abraham can also see him. So you would you so just from this passage, you can see that what you see today yourself as you're sitting here is just someone living in a house. Your body is a house. The day that I really thought deeply about this thing was the day Princess Diana died. I thought about, I said, I said to myself, why? I mean, it's like, what is death? What is death? The only way I could explain it that I could understand was you living in a house that you are renting and the roof begins to leak. The windows begin to fall out. What will you do? You move to a better place. Because I was, I was thinking, a lady who is young, how old was she? 36. A 36-year-old lady. Strong, fit, well. I mean, she had no problem. She didn't have flu or there was no problem. She had a car accident. And the house, which is her body that we see, that beautiful, that beautiful body that we used to see, became came in a state that the soul said, I can't continue living here. I can't continue living here. I have to check out. Otherwise, otherwise, why do you die from sickness? Why do you die from accidents? The scripture says that the body without the soul is dead. It was explained about faith without works. It says the body also, the body, as soon as the soul checks out. And the soul, the soul will leave as soon as the body enters into a certain state that he can't dwell there anymore. He will leave. He will leave. Just as, just as you, you also leave your house where you can't stay in it again. When the heating is not working, you're in a place, the heating is not working. Cold, cold winter. And the heat is, you, you won't stay there. You check out. You say, look, I need to, I need to move up. That's, that's you. That's you and your beautiful face. Every day as you are decorating yourself, it's like you are repainting your apartment. So you are repainting your apartment. As you change your hair, you change this, you change this, you, you do makeup, you change your shoes, you, 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 you um, lengthen your nails. All those things, all those things are just, it's just like, I want wallpaper on this, on, on this, side, on this side of my room. And then I want this wall hanging on this side of the room. Then I want this type of bed. Then I'm changing my bed. That's all that you've been doing to yourself. That's all you've been, that's all, especially the, the ladies should understand it more. Because what we see is not you. Yeah. One of the places of surprises is marriage. 
When you marry her, you discover that you discover that, ah, who is this? Who is this? Her hair is not her hair. Her nails are not real. Some of you think that it's only guys who have pot bellies. You don't know. You haven't, you haven't seen anything yet. You think pot bellies are for guys, isn't it? Sit down, sit down. Sit. You see, one day, we had a meeting somewhere. And uh, there was this friend of ours. She was a lady who also had come to the meeting. We had not seen her for months. So when we saw her, we're very happy to see her. So I was with another friend. So he ran first. He is more expressive than I am. So I was more contained. I mean, still happy to see her, but I was, you know, working my way. But I was more, it's like, it's okay, yeah. Hi. So he ran. As he ran to go and give her a hug, she ran away. She said, no, 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 no. So, so we're wondering. I always remember that I was looking at her and I said, she's really lost weight. She looks very, she looks very trim. And she was running. So as she ran, my other friend, who is also more expressive and likes her things, started chasing her. <laughs> it's like, let's run. Then I think she ran into a room or something. So, I was there, calm and collected. I said, I want to know why she ran and why she has lost weight. Why her waist has gone in. She looks extreme. So, by second or third day of the meeting, I saw and I said, hello, I said, I've been giving you a hug since we came. Then she said, no, 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 no. I said, come here. <laughs> well, don't tell her I told you. Don't tell her I told you. <sighs> there was something here. Like, like a heavyweight champion. So I was, I, I, I saw she was a wrestler. <laughs> something hard. So I was wondering, can you breathe? Are you breathing? How can you live? I thought she had lost weight, not knowing. It's got a body magic. It was real magic. Some of the brothers, they don't know this. They don't know it. They think every sister has a flat tummy. You'll be surprised. There'll be competition in your house. When you lift it, she also lift her own. <laughs> I'm preaching a good message. So the real you, the real you is there. Your soul is important because that is the real you. That is who you are. You are actually your soul. Your eyes, your soul is looking through the windows. Through the windows like this. Looking at the world through the windows. The real you, the real you is what the angels came to carry. 
The real you is, the, is what the, the, we found the rich man in hell. That's the real him. In hell, he lifted up his eyes. The person who has been buried, you saw him, he was buried. After he lifted up his eyes. Next time you see a dead body or someone close to you has passed away, don't cry too much. Okay, because that is not the, what you are looking at is not the person. What you are looking at is not the person. The person has checked out a long time ago, long time. He's checked out, he's left. But sometimes you see, they even look different. Yeah. Be looking and say, I mean, what is this? The person looks so different. It's not, it's not him. The real person is still alive. The dead are still alive. Either in heaven or in hell. Anybody that you know who died is still alive. All dead people are still alive. All dead people are still alive. They are alive somewhere. Somewhere, either up there or down there. All dead people are still alive. This can't be you. The day this house begins to misbehave, they say, hey, tenancy agreement over. I need a new house. I need a new place. I need a new place. I need a new place. That's what you see, as, as the body gets frail, pain, this, that, you see, then people start preparing to check out. Start preparing to check out. Because it's like, you, you can't stay in. You can't stay in the house. You can't stay there. You have to leave. You have to go. I understood this thing very well when Princess Diana died because I thought, I really thought about it. Why should this nice lady die? Why should she die? I mean, it's like, what, it's like, what is death? What is that thing that is called death? What, what exactly is it? How does it work? And, and what is life? What keeps us alive? And he breathed into what he had made. A man became a living soul. A living, he breathed into man. He breathed into man. The real, the real thing is inside. The scripture calls this and that's the inner man. The inner man. That's the real you. The inner man. That is, that is the person that you have to be mindful of. And you have to think about. You have to consider him very well. Because he, the real you is. The real you is not the makeup and the hair and the nails and the lipstick. and the, That's not you. That's, that's you. That's you decorating your house. And painting your house. So you see, the more every society... Every nation that is disconnected from the soul, they conduct themselves in a certain way. As soon as you're not mindful of the soul, you live anyhow, you live anyway. I watch a movie. I can't even remember the name of the movie because I was sitting on the flight and I, I remember I fast forwarded it to see how it ends because <laughs> I wasn't interested. I just wanted to see what was this? I can't remember the, the name of the movie. But this wicked man, wicked man, he said he was about to uh, do something to someone, to a, a lady. And the lady said, and the lady said, you can't do anything you want to do. And he said to the lady, so far as I don't believe in God, I can't do anything. Which is true. Which is true. When you don't believe in God, you can't do anything. Because you have no conscience. 
He said, so fast, I don't believe it. That's the only thing I remember about that movie. Even the name of the movie, I can't remember it. He said, so fast, I, can't, I don't believe in God. I can't do anything. When people stop believing in God, you see, when you stop believing in God, you don't, what, what I'm talking you won't even believe it. You don't believe in the soul. You don't believe that there's heaven, there's hell. You don't believe any of these things. Don't believe. That's where wickedness multiplies. Wickedness. Evil. Because there's no God. There's no one to account to. There's no heaven. There's no hell. But there is heaven and there's hell. So, well, my first point is that the soul is important because that is a real you. Number two. Number two, your soul is important because it can die. It can die. Your soul is important because it can die. Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse number four. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Now, this is a very important thing because those who get used and comfortable to sin and continue in sin, you know, like, like, like um, God said to Adam, the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Adam lived for over 900 years. So it's like he didn't die immediately. So if Adam, if Adam didn't have the fear of God, he would be walking around skipping and whistling. I didn't die. No, 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 no. I didn't die. I didn't die. You see, that is, how, that is how people who live in sin and go to church, that's how they feel. I didn't die. I didn't die. I didn't die. See, it's like, it's like I, just, I just did this. I just fornicated. I just went here. I just drank myself crazy. I just did this. I just, it's like nothing, it's like nothing has happened. Even when you can't, even the pastor gives you a hug. So you don't realize that sin is separating you from God. And the part that it's affecting is your soul. It's called your soul. Your soul, your soul is eating away. It's like, it's like those who don't have a lot of knowledge about drugs. Drugs are sin. Medicine, medication that you take, like Panadol. Panadol, ibuprofen, aspirin. You see, when you don't have a lot of knowledge about it, you don't have much regard for the prescribed dosage. When they say, take two, do not take more than six in a day. For you, it's nothing. To you, it's nothing. You say, oh, the other day I took six. I even took eight. Because you can't see the effect. The effect is on your kidney. The effect is somewhere that is not, and it takes time. It takes time before you realize your kidney is always, they say, you don't understand why your kidney, you don't understand why. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. It shall die. That's like a, it gets to a point you are insensitive to correction and to the word of God because the soul is dying. The soul is ushering itself to hell. 
as you have become very comfortable, very comfortable with sin. Because no, no, you've never been caught. You've never been rebuked. Nothing, I mean, nothing has been said. So you don't even realize that you are harming yourself. You are harming yourself. Because you don't think about the soul. You only think about other, others. You think about your fellow human being. You think about the pastor. You don't even think about God. The pastor doesn't know. This, my friend, doesn't know. Nobody said anything. When I went, nobody, I wasn't caught. But see, you're harming yourself. You're harming your soul. The, whole, the soul, the soul, is, the soul is, is dying slowly, slowly. I told you, how, I told you how, that I have a neighbor. I think I told you. I have a neighbor who plays golf. Plays golf about three times in a week. He's about 72 years old. Then one day he came to me and said to me that, unfortunately, he can't play golf anymore. I said, what do you mean? How? I said, you're still strong. You're still fit. But I said, I was looking at the outfit, man. Then he explained to me. He said, every time you see me sit in my car and drive off, he plays golf on Mondays, Fridays, no, I think Thursdays and Saturdays. Sometimes, yes, about three times. So every time you see me sit in my car, drive off to the golf course, I'm on medication. There's a particular medicine I have to take for pains in my knee, pains here, pain here. So he said, I've been on it for years. Mind you, he's 72. He said, I've been on it for years. He said, I just went to see my GP. The GP said, I have to take you off this medication because it's destroying your kidneys. He said, it's over for you. I can't, I can't watch you take it again. It's over. And because it's over, it means that he can't do anything strenuous. He can't walk. He can't move. I mean, because every, everywhere he's, he's full of pains. But you wouldn't know that. Slowly over time, slowly over time, the kidney has suffered. Slowly. Because every time he's going out, he takes, I'm sure maybe two, takes water. I'm going. That he's looking strong, looking fit. Every time you commit sin, you come around, you look okay, you look normal, flowing. Every time you commit another one, you look normal, you're flowing, you're happy. We're all in church. We say, hey, I receive. Hey, I'm blessed. You sin. You continue. The soul is dying. The soul, the real you, the real you, the real you is dying. <laughs> it's going. It's going. Reason number three. Why your soul is important? It's because the soul is important because the soul can be destroyed. Is it God-fearing societies don't have some of the problems that people who don't have much regard for God have? It doesn't even exist there. It's when they start watching movies and this and that, they start adopting and they feel, they feel cool. They feel, they feel like we must also be like this. We must, all, we must also talk like that. Because I see people, they, they, put, they put up a new accent. And I'm say, I keep saying to myself, this, this person doesn't even, doesn't even know what he's copying. He doesn't even know what he's admiring. If he, if he knew, he would speak like a local boy from wherever he comes from. Than trying to sound, because you don't live there. The accent you've been, you don't live there. 
You, you got it from movies or, or computer games. Do you, have you seen the computer games voice? There's a computer games voice. That's when you see people who don't live in those countries. They talk like, they talk like those computer games. You know what I mean? <laughs> Matthew chapter 10. Your soul can be destroyed. Is it the soul of a nation can be destroyed? The soul of a family can be destroyed. And you see, because that, that's the life, that's the life of the people. That's the conscience of the people. That's, that's, that's who they are. That's what they stand for. When the soul is gone. You see, when, when there's depression in the country, the whole country is, is sad. <laughs> that's the soul. That's the, that's the real life of the place. When people become godless, godless, that is less God. They have everything but God. They don't think about their souls. They don't think about their souls. Let me perhaps tell you something that you are not aware of. For you to dress up on Easter Sunday and come and sit in church, you are really blessed. I'm telling you, for where you live and the faith you have, never treat it for anything. That you go to church. That you go to church. I, I, I think you can tell from the way I sound, the way my voice is, that I didn't grow up from here. <laughs> you can tell, can't you tell from my voice? Yes. Can you tell from the, from the way I am talking that I am not from here? I'm not from here at all. I'm not. You, what you have? That you have faith. You have faith. So if you, perhaps your parents... Struggling immigrants dragged you to church against your will, and now, and now, as you've grown up, it's like you don't, you don't, you don't know, you don't know anything else. What they've given to you is more than a million pounds. I'm telling you, what they've given to you is more than a million pounds. <laughs> it's more than a million pounds. That you know God, you like God, that your best clothes and your best shoes, you wait for Sunday and you use it. You don't know what you have. I feel from the way you are looking at now, you don't even know what you have. You don't know how blessed you are that you know God. I'll be scared. I'll be scared to go to sit in the same classroom with some of the people you sit with. Boys who say they are girls. One of my pastors was telling me. He said that a, ch- a child, a child, is in the same class with twins. Twin, I think twin boys, or a boy and a girl, or twin boys, twin boys, I think twin boys, I can't remember, twins. <laughs> he said one of the twin, if it's a boy, if it's two girls or two, if it's, let's assume that it's two boys, one of the twin says that he's a girl. And the child is in the same class. So the, the whole class has been, have been, have been told that from tomorrow or from next week, John is going to come back as Jean. I mean, not Jean, but I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. You see, but for someone who is used to such things, it's like what I'm saying is like, ah, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I mean, God created you. God made you. God made you. As you've come at 
tender age, seven, eight. You said, no, that's not who you are. And you live in such a world and you speak in tongues and you read your Bible and you pray every day and you won't clap and say that God has reached out to you. <laughs> you don't know. You don't even know. I'm explaining to you the soul, the importance of the soul. When the soul of the nation, thank God for our prime minister that she's promoting Christianity. Because Christianity is like, it's, it's being washed away. It's like when you're a Christian, it's like you are odd. If you try preaching, it's this, it's like this. I mean, thank God, thank God. I mean, I thank God even for her words that Christians should be confident. You should be confident again. You should be confident. May she live long. Amen. The Christians, because Christians are losing confidence. It's like you're not a Christian. You can't talk. You can't say you're a Christian. And for real, what happens? For real, you're, you're compromising. You're becoming something you shouldn't become. Accepting something you shouldn't accept. Verse 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So the soul can be destroyed. The soul can be destroyed. Number four. Your soul is important because God has appointed shepherds to guide your soul to heaven. Wow. First Peter chapter 2, verse 25. It says, For you are as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Your soul is that important that God has appointed shepherds over your soul. Our relationship with you is to watch over your soul. Not to watch over your finances. That's why we visit you. That's why when we don't see you in church, we call you. So when you say, uh, you're only calling because I didn't see you in church. Yeah, that's when I should call you. I can't call you when you don't have your bath. When else can I call you? You have you have you understood you have you understood you have you understood our relationship? Our relationship is shepherd sheep, shepherd and his flock. When I don't see you in church, then there's something wrong with your soul. Like, who will check on your soul? Your lecturers? They check on your assignment. It's not my duty to check on your assignments. I can't be checking on your assignments. Once in a while, I'll hear that you didn't go to school. Then I'll tell you off. Why didn't you go to school? What's wrong with you? Are you mad? Yeah, that's what I'll ask. Are you mad? What kind, what kind of spirit are you developing? That you, you won't go to school. You're at home. I didn't feel like going to school. What's wrong with you? Get up and go to school. Once in a while, we'll have, we'll have such problems. But ideally, my question to you is, have you had your quiet time? Have you prayed? Were you in church? I'll say, were you at the Good Friday service? Were you at Good Friday service? Because God has given me the appointment and the duty to watch over your soul, over your soul, over your soul, over your soul. That's why I don't ask you how much money do you have in your account. I don't ask you about how much money do you have in your account. 
It's a soul. We have to watch over our souls. If it was important, will God appoint bishops, shepherds? The chief shepherd is Jesus Christ himself. Jesus himself is the chief shepherd to watch over your soul, your soul, your soul, not your, not your clothes, not your clothes, not where you work, not how much money you have. To watch over your soul, that that soul, that soul is shepherded gently to heaven. We shepherd you to heaven. That's why when you, you don't come to church, we check. Where are you? Why? Because not coming to church means you are backsliding from the faith. Because the Bible says that we must fellowship. We must fellowship. And we must not forsake the assembly. This is an assembly. Coming together. Forsaking not the assembling of ourselves as the manner of some is. So when you forsake, that is, you take yourself away or you ignore the assembly time. First love assembly time is 2 p.m. By 2 p.m. we have gathered here. We gather here as assembly. As I'm preaching, I am checking who is here, who is not here. I'm checking. You may think I'm not checking, but I'm checking. Good Friday, I was checking. Some people got messages from me. Where, where you at Good Friday? Because I didn't see your face. I didn't see your face. This one said, yes, I was there. This one said, I wasn't there. So those who went there, I'm waiting for the explanation. Because I'm a shepherd for their soul, for their souls, for their souls, for their souls. And your soul is important. That's what he has given. He said, he said, I will give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you, who will feed you with what? Fish and chips. Molly's chicken. No. Salmon. No. Toad in a hole. No. Mash and bangers. No. Ketchup. Who will feed you with what? Knowledge. 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 Where do you put them? You put the knowledge goes to the soul. It's the soul that eats the knowledge. It's the soul that eats the knowledge. The physical body is not the one. It's the soul that is eating it. And getting stronger and stronger. So God has given you pastors, shepherds, for your soul. For you to know your soul is important. Don't, don't ignore instruction. Don't ignore direction. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. You have, to, you have to really listen to advice. There are junctions that you listen, you listen to advice. What to study. Relationship with parents. Some of, some of us have terrible relationship with our parents. And we don't know why it's not well with us. When your parents, look, when your parents, even if, even if he's, um, he's whatever, when he says stop, my advice to you is stop. When he says go, my advice to you, your parents says go, go. It's your soul. You can, you can start debating and start throwing tantrums. You'll see how you end. Don't try and be too clever than God and the word of God. Don't be too clever than the word of God. Don't be too clever than the word of God. Don't be too clever than the word of God. Don't be too clever than the word of God. Don't be too clever. You don't even, you don't even know how it works. How can you connect sex to diarrhea? Can you explain it? 
Can you explain it? You can't explain it. You are throwing up. Can you explain it? You met a beautiful girl. You did this thing. The next thing, you are lying on your dying bed. Can you explain it? So why do you want to explain Anna, your parents, that it may be well with you? <laughs> why do you want to explain the two? Another juncture that you have to listen in guiding your soul is when it gets to marriage. You, you actually have to listen. Some of the people you see around are not well. Look, no, 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 I'm serious, I'm serious. They are not well. You wouldn't like me to tell someone that you are, you are not well. In the same way, the only thing I can do for you is that I can tell that, no, stop. I can't explain to you why. Data protection. <laughs> I can't explain to you. Why should I explain to you that you should go ahead? Some of the people are not well. I, I am here. I, mean, I saw them give their life to Christ. I know their history, what they are going through. Then you have come, you say you are in love. You are not, you are not in love. You are in something. Who says stop? You see, you, you, you have to stop. Don't hide. Don't hide and think that you are, you are enjoying. Look, I've been married for 24 years. My plate is full. I don't, I don't need another person on my plate. It's full. The one that I have is, is huge, like a big golden brown turkey for Christmas Day. There's no space on the, on the plate. So when I'm telling you, slow down, it's not that I have something special I want to keep from you. It's for your own good. Your pastor says, don't do this. It's so you, you get hurt. You can't, the, look, the, my best explanation the person is not well. The soul needs help. Have you read Psalm 23 before? He said, He restoreth my soul. The shepherd, the shepherd restoreth my soul. Restore, that, that, is, that is, listen, listen. Restore, restore is to bring back to its original state, it's to fix, it's to heal, it's to repair. So some of the people, they, they are like on admission. You see them with lipstick, but they're on admission. They can be friends, we all flowing, moving around, laughing, but they are not to be married. If you marry her, it's like you are bringing a curse on yourself. Why? That's what I'm saying. Why? She's not well. Her soul is not well. Her soul is not well. Her soul is not well. The soul is not well. The person is an unwell person. Dancing, skipping, jumping, but the person is, not, I'm talking about soul, not outward appearance. Soul is not well. And some are also well. Some are very well. Hey, when you see them like that, they are well. Oh. Yes. I mean, majority are well. Majority are okay. Don't be frightened. You are not like in the, in the, in the mental uh, whatever. No. But I'm trying, I'm trying to talk to some, because some of us understand that we are stubborn. You see, you see your stubbornness because you are not spiritual. And you don't take into consideration the importance of your soul. 
The person is not well. So we say it here and there, you know, I have to throw it in here. There are people that I know I've told them that don't do this. I know I have said it. I know I've said it. And I, like, like the person sharing the testimony said, ask me again. I didn't say anything. I don't know why I should say anything. Because I don't eat bread in Bethel. They're going to ask God again. They have seen some fantastic loaf. Uh, it's just by the border of Bethel. Should I eat it? What do you want him to say? <laughs> Why do you want to change the message from stubbornness? Some people I keep reminding them, I know what I told you. I will never answer any question on that subject again. I know what I've said. I don't suffer from forgetfulness. I know what I've told you. You think I don't know what I've told you? I know what I've told you. Because I know those who that I've spoken to and those I haven't spoken to. I know what I've said. I'll never repeat myself. Never. Go ahead and discover. Only good things shall happen to you. It's time. Should we continue or should we end? So it is, it is impo- so important that God has given us shepherds. Like that's like officers, like ministers, like cabinet ministers that have been assigned. That like God, God sees you so, so important. Take care, take care of the soul of this person. Take care of the soul of this person. That's why we visit. That's why we call. That's why we check on you. It's not that we are spies. We are not spies. Spying what? So that we are spies. We want to we want to spy on you. You have to watch over your souls. But I said we watch over your souls as they that will give account for your souls. Yeah. How many reasons do you have? Five. Your soul is important because there is nothing worth giving in exchange for your soul. Mark eight thirty seven. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? There's nothing. There's nothing to give in exchange for your soul. If you study the scriptures, you see that God has prices on things. Has prices on things. He says that your righteousness, the two good issues, guys. He said your righteousness, they're like filthy rags. That's the price of it. That's the price of, your price of, I'm a virgin, I don't do this, I'm like that. It's, it's filthy rags, it's nothing, it's rubbish. He's not impressed. Your own achievement, it's nothing, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. That's his price on it. That's a price for a virtuous woman. Interestingly, the price on a virtuous woman is higher than your righteousness. So her price is far above rubies. Far above rubies. Virtuous woman. Not virgin woman. Virtuous woman. Virtuous. Virtuous. They are both V's, but it's different. Yeah. By the way, before you get confused, when I married, I was a virgin. And my wife was a virgin. Before you get confused, that I said you should go in. Before you get confused, I don't want you to be confused. Yes. When I married, at 26 years, I was 26. 
my wife was 20, whatever. <laughs> Both of us were virgins. So it's not like I'm saying that you shouldn't be a virgin. So today is Resurrection Sunday. The abolishment of, we're abolishing virginity in the church. No. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm showing you, I'm showing you how our personal righteousness, the price the scripture gives, filthy rags, that he comes to the virtuous woman, the Kail woman, the woman of strength, the woman of strength. The Hebrew word there is Kail, a woman of strength and honor and respect. The virtuous woman, her price is far above rubies. The virtuous woman costs more than your righteousness. <laughs> Time will not permit us to go through the, uh, chapter 31 to show you who a virtuous woman is. <laughs> go and learn your times table. <laughs> anyway, how many do you have? Five, six. Number six, your soul is important because it can be lost. For shall he profit the man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul. So this one, this one reveals to us the price of a soul. What shall he profit a man? Listen to me carefully. If he gains, verse 36, 36. Verse 36. Papa T. For what shall it profit a man? Do you understand profit? Gain. 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 Do you, you understand uh, profit and loss? You buy something for two pounds. You sell it for three pounds. What have you done? Profit of how much? A pound. You buy something for two pounds. You sell it for a pound fifty. What has happened? Loss of what? 50p. So look, so look, it says that. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So the price of the soul is therefore higher than the whole world. Yes. If you gain, what he's saying to us, when you, if you have the whole world, you've been shortchanged for your soul. Yeah. Do you know what it means to gain the whole world? There are people who have gained the world. Athletes. Pop stars. Presidents. Leaders of countries. They've gained, they gained the world. They gained that fame and popularity. The world likes them. The world loved Michael Jackson. The world loved him. The world admired him. These people, when, when you announce their death, the, the, the soul of the world is affected. Everybody begins to, to, to forward the message. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, it, just, it just goes viral. It's like it's, it spreads. That is the person who has gained the world. Always ask yourself. Next time you hear of an important person who has passed away, ask yourself, where's his soul? Where's his soul? If you can't answer, he's been shortchanged. That's the price God has put on your soul. Gain everything. 
gain everything. Gain good education, gain a beloved, gain nice marriage, gain nice car, gain good job. You work at good job. I mean, the job you have dreamt of, that is where you are. They give it in exchange for your soul. God says it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. Your soul costs more than the world. Costs more than the world. Costs more than the praises of men and the honor of men. Your soul, your soul is far more, far more than that. Far more than that. Your soul. Never trade your soul. Never backslide because of a job. Or backslide because of marriage. Some man has come. We don't see, we don't see you dancing again. It's a bad, you got a bad deal. You will never get a bad deal. It's like it's a bad deal. That's what the scripture is saying. That it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. The reason why you are taking yourself out of church, it's a bad deal. It's bad, bad. It's bad, bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Why will you sign up? For your soul. Not for first love. For your soul. I tell you, if you are not here, the chairs will still be filled. Oh, yes. I mean, we'll miss you, but, but there'll be people sitting where you are sitting now. But for your sake, for your soul, heaven and hell, it's a bad deal to gain this. Here you are. You have a boy in your life, so no more church. You have, a, you have a good job. You have this. I mean, is that all you're living for, for a car? You should have told us. Number seven. Your soul is important because it can go to hell. It can. Acts 2, 25. Help me finish off. It can go to hell. You will never go to hell. Stay in the faith then. Strong in him. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he's on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou would not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou will not leave my soul in hell. Your soul is important. Because it can go to hell. So guide it away from hell. Don't allow your soul to go to hell. No matter what you see. No matter what happens. Don't go to hell. Don't give up on the faith. Don't give up on Christ. Don't give up. Don't give up on church. You see, Christ, church, the church is the body of Christ. Those of you who don't understand church, who think that I can be out of church and I'm in the faith. It's a demonic sermon. It's a demonic ideology that, that I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Then you don't read your Bible. As soon as you start reading your Bible, as soon as you start reading your Bible, you say you need fellowship. You need, you need a Bible-based church. A, a place where they read verses and explain verses to you. You need the fellowship of Christians. Iron sharpeneth iron. 
so does a man the countenance of his neighbor. You need, you need someone who is a believer. You need someone who is a believer to be with. I need believers in my life. I need believers in my life. I've prayed this morning. I've read my Bible this morning. What I've read is not what I'm preaching about. The first time I saw my, what I'm preaching about today is when I sat behind the pulpit when I was sitting here. I've, I've not read this today, I've, but I've read my Bible and I've prayed and I've listened to messages nothing less than seven times. Same message. I've, be, I've just been listening to messages over and over and over and over again since whenever till I've arrived in church. That's what I've done this morning. But in addition to all that, I need a fellowship. I need to be in church. I need to be with Christians. I need to be around Christians. I need to be working with Christians. I need to hear from Christians. I need to fellowship with them. Yesterday I was there. I just, I just called two Christians. I said, come, let's fellowship. Come, let's fellowship. That's when one of them said that it's Saturday. Christ is, is, is not, hasn't risen. Because <laughs> I need fellowship. I need, I need people to just be with, to chat, to laugh, to be happy. With Christians, with Christians. You need to be with Christians. Fellowshipping with Christians. Wow. Going to church. You can't separate your Christian life from church. Then you don't understand Christianity. How can you separate yourself from church? Are you more righteous than everybody who goes to church? You're not holier than, are you more holy than everybody here? Jesus said those who are sick have need of a physician. We don't go to church because we are okay. We rather go because we are not okay. Because we are, that is why we go to church. That is why we go to church. The more we are not okay, the more we gravitate towards church. That we may be healed. He restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. He restores. We hear the, the preaching, the teaching, the preaching. He restoreth my soul. My soul is being restored. My soul is being restored. You see me all day. I just, I just need to hear a message. I've just been listening to the message. It will finish. I'll start again. The same message. I didn't change it. I'm just being nice to say about seven times. More. 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 I need to eat. I need to be well. And I need church. I have to be in church. I must be in church. I like Christians. I like to be with Christians. Christians. Fellowship with Christians. These lies of that you want to go to church, I don't need church. They're all lies. Either you are falling, falling into some bizarre hands. Well, I mean, you, you, it's, it's lies and backslidings. But that is when you must come to church. Yeah. You will do well in your Christian faith. Yeah. How many do you have? Seven. Seven. Okay, eight is the last one. Your soul is very important because. It can be required of you at any time. <laughs> this is the last punch. That's why it's important. It can be required of you at any time. Any time, like I said. So, and you know, when your soul is required of you, you know what it means? Funeral. That's it. 
it is appointed unto man, what? Wants to die and after, uh-huh. So as long as your soul is required, the next thing that is coming is judgment. Judgment is accountability, accountability, accountability. Luke chapter 12, very quickly, Luke 12, verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Are you in church? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. These are plans that we have for our lives, isn't it? Things get better, expansion, increase, moving here, moving there, doing this. I want to do this. I'm moving into this. I'm migrating here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I mean, we have plans. Mm -hmm. And I will say to my soul, I will say to my soul, soul. Is it maybe you won't say, you will not say, I mean, I would like to say soul, but I say all your actions, your decisions, you are saying to yourself, you're saying to yourself, you're saying to yourself, me. I will do this. Me, I'll become like you. See, you have plans for yourself, what you want to do. I'll say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. This is a vision of men. No. Let me ask you a question you've never asked yourself before. No matter how successful you become in life, what will you do? You eat, you drink, and you'll be happy. This, this is actually your vision. Today, do you eat? Do you drink? Do you have happy times? When it's your birthday, don't you have a few people come around? Yes. I'm trying to let you see that there's, the difference is insignificant. I really want to have this. At the end, you will say, I'll eat. I'll drink. And I'll make merry. That's a vision. At the end, can you say, I'll make two heads of mine. I'll give, my, my, I'll give myself four hands. No, you eat. This is, this is the vision. This is the vision. This is the vision. This is the vision. When we're uni, we're laboring. We're laboring for top marks. What was the vision? So we can eat. So we can drink. So we can be happy. Depending on on your definition for happiness. We're dreaming. So you you buy yourself a car. Sunny day, convertible. Then you're just cruising with your wife next to you and your children behind you. Boy first, girl second. They are behind you. They want ice cream. They want this. You are tossing it to them at the back. There's sunglasses. Mary, depending on what makes you happy. Traveling, going on islands for holiday. Walking on sandy beaches in flip-flops. Splashing water on your childhood sweetheart. That is Mary. That is Mary. That is where, that's what all the stress, that's, that's where all the stress is going for. Nobody said I want all these things so that I can save souls. No, 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 no. Eat. 
drink. And marry, depending on what makes you happy. So what makes you happy? See, a sister has zeal towards wedding. She, she's just thinking up to the wedding day. Up to that day, literally up to 4 p.m. on Saturday. She has not thought, she has not thought about 6 p.m. Literally, literally. Rehearsals for reception. We are going to dance. Two steps to the back. Hop to the right. Three to the forward. That's all. Literally 4 p.m. 4 p.m. that day. As soon as we say, okay, we want to invite um, Reverend Jonathan Big Staff to come and say the closing prayer. Then he comes. Father, we thank you for a very happy day. You see her. She looks lost. So what next? Maybe more photos. More photos. She hasn't hasn't thought beyond. Thought beyond. Beyond. So one of our pastors was watching someone talking about how she's getting married. This I could tell that he was so unimpressed. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he, I could tell that he. If he had a chance, he would get up and say, "Go and sit down. We've seen your tie before. Go." We've seen your tie before. Clear off. He. I mean, he was. He started looking. I've not seen anybody that someone is talking. He just started looking at the ceiling and. It's like it's like it's like can someone can someone clear this girl away. Yeah, because her speech is unimpressive. If you're a little exp- if you're a little experienced, you will know that this person that is talking is unimpressive. It's an unimpressive person. You just need a little bit of experience to know it. If you're not in, in experienced, you'll be impressed. You say, oh, wow, Ooh, jolly. But it's to eat, to drink. As for this one, it's very subjective. This one. Watch this word. What makes you happy? <laughs> what makes you happy? Fuss. One this. You're going to eat. You are going to eat. We are all eating already. You're going to eat. You're going to eat. You're going to drink. Then you're going to look for the thing that you have defined in your life that this one will make me happy. I will be, I'll be happy if I can afford a holiday, one holiday a year. I'll be happy. You know, around 11 a.m., the trains are very quiet. Yeah, so one day I was on the train around 11 a.m., very quiet. Then this guy comes home with his friend, one of these people who play the guitar. Whether you, yes, baskets, yes, that you throw coins. They came to sit behind me. Both of them were in that business. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, those are the terms that I used to. So he asked his friend, how's it going for you? Then he said, it's going very well. He said, last year I was able to afford two holidays. <laughs> yeah, those people that you throw, you throw your 20p, he said, he said two holidays. <laughs> how many holidays were you able to go to? <laughs> As you see him standing there singing like Elvis Presley, and you think you are feeling sorry for it that you throw this. He said, He said, He said, Last year, last year I was able to afford two holidays. But see, that's his his aim. 
That is his aim. He eats, he drinks. The next thing is holiday. He said, I got two. His friend said, wow. He said, things are working for you. I could tell the friend couldn't afford the holiday. He said, I got two holidays. Two. Two holidays out of it. Yeah, two holidays. Verse 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool, not me, not me, God. God said, People who think this way, he said, You are a fool. He said, Thou fool, this night, this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. This night, this night. Unless you don't know someone close to you who has passed away before, you will see how normal somebody can be today. And tomorrow, that's it. <laughs> I always remember my own sister. She called me. I was driving. I was driving to Heathrow Airport. She called me. She said, Have you, because she was pregnant. She was about 34, 35 weeks pregnant. Almost there, but she wasn't there. Driving. So she said, I've just come from the hospital. They wanted to, uh, what do you call it? Detain, admit, whatever. But so I said, why? Why? But I was maneuvering through traffic. He said, my blood pressure was very high. So I said, what was it? Then she mentioned some figures. And I was waiting to ask somebody to ask to call a doctor and ask the person, what does this reading, what does it mean? By the time I went to the airport, then I came back. I had forgotten. I went to bed. By the time I woke up in the morning, she was in the coma. I haven't seen her again. She went to heaven. Yeah. This night, your soul is required from you. This night. She was on the phone. She was talking. Talking normally, explaining to me what has happened. And how she has checked herself out. And she has said, no, I'm not going to sleep in any hospital. So I've gone home. By the time I came back, I had forgotten to make the call. Because if I had made the call, I would have said, hey, pack your things, go back. But I forgot to make the call. Nothing. I slept. By the time I woke up in the morning, texts, calls. She's in a coma. She's not talking. She's not moving. Nothing. Three, four days. That's it. Over. Curtain is drawn. Finish. This night, your soul is required from you. What would you say? As you are planning, as you are planning, she has shot for her baby. She had done things. She had plans. But tonight, the soul, the owner of the soul says, soul, come. As you feel greater than God, bigger than God, bigger than these things, I don't believe in this. After all your beliefs and not believing and whatever, have you been able to overcome death? <laughs> I wish I'll meet the person and say, I don't believe in anything, so I'm living forever. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. You have to be able to overcome death. You have to, you have to, when, we, when we mention death, you're afraid. That's what gives the terrorists power. Because they are not afraid of dying. An enemy that's not afraid of dying is a very dangerous person. Everybody is afraid of dying. Everybody doesn't want to die. Because in all the things they have done, they, have, they can't overcome that thing. Your comfort at that point is to know the importance of your soul. That when it happens, where will your soul go? Heaven or hell? Where have you headed to? All your plans, everything. Where? What are you going to do with yourself? 
That's the question you have to be asking yourself. And the answer is to surrender yourself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ so that you can be accepted in heaven and you can gain access to heaven. That's the answer to the question. That's the answer to your dilemma and the confusion and the fear that you need to know that the soul is so important. A soul, a soul is very important and it's important to God. Stand to your feet. Tonight, your soul shall be required of you. What will you do? What will you do? What will you do? I say, soul, come. Soul, come. Soul, soul, come. Soul, come. What will it be for you? Heaven or hell? Which one? But you can decide today. It's in your power to decide. To decide which way. To choose Jesus. You're choosing heaven. If you say, ah, I'm not ready. There's a clock. There's a clock. Like I'm telling about my sister, there was a clock. We all didn't know. She was 39 years. There was a clock on her life. We all did. We were growing up, growing up. Went to the, went to the same school, same prison, jumped. I didn't know that she had up to 39. Wow. I didn't know that hers is up to 39. So we were all there. We all, we all grew up together. Same mother, same father, same house. But she had up to 39. I have crossed 50. She had up to 39. She didn't see 40. We never saw her 40th birthday. She had up to 39. That's where her clock ends. I wish we all knew where our clock, our clock would stop. It would be nice to know, isn't it? But if you don't know, we take comfort in the fact that we can accept Jesus as our Savior. After that, no problem. No problem again. No problem. Secure the soul. You're okay. You're okay. Today, tomorrow, you're okay. It's fine. Close your eyes and just pray to God and thank God for today. Thank him. Pray. Prayer is to speak to God. Speak to him. Speak to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. He will bless you. He will help you. He will look after you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Makatashta tata labra diba kapatasta. Mazebla stutanda. Makindo shanda. Yes, Lord. Malabasha tanda labra diba kabalaba kipakasta. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your help. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your precious blessings and help. Save us, Lord. Save us from delusions. Save us from deception. Save us from stubbornness, Lord. Let salvation be our portion. Thank you, O God. Let's recognize and see the importance of the soul. The importance of the soul. The importance of the soul. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, dear Lord. Mala mado labra diba kabalaba diba kabasunda. Lebredoshta. Let your people be blessed. 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 Let your people be mindful of the soul. Of the soul. Of the soul. 
of their soul and of the soul of others and of the soul of others thank you father thank you father thank you father mashamda laba diba kapa laba hapa lebredishto namigeste namidosta namideima thank you father father we thank you we bless your name we bless your precious name for your help and for your blessing today thank you lord thank you for your precious messages your precious messages that saves us and preserves us this afternoon while every eye is closed and every head is bowed i want to pray for you specially you're here maybe somebody invited you to church for the first time or you've been going to church but deep in your heart you know you know you know you're far from god you are not sure of your salvation you want to say pastor pray with me i need jesus as my lord and savior i don't want to go to hell and you don't want to go to hell you don't want to go to that place today is your day you are not here by chance you're not here by mistake you are here by the message and the love of god is the love of God that has brought you to hear the message you are, you are hearing and to have this opportunity to turn over your soul and your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be at peace with God. If you are here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I want to just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Very quickly, your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. I can see those hands. I can see those hands. You also want to lift up your hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my life. I'm not here by chance. I'm not here by accident. I need God in my life. I need Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. Lift up high so I can see you. So I can see you. God bless you. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another time. It's today. It's today. It's today. It's your day of salvation. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, have your hand lifted up. I want to do one more thing. I want to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat and come to me. Come. 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 You want to give your, maybe you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus today. I want you to come. Come. Join us as we are coming. Join us now. Come. Come. If you are with your friend, your friend wants to come. Encourage your friend. Walk with your friend. To the cross, to the salvation. Come. Yes. Come for salvation. Your soul is important. Your soul. Your soul. It's your soul that I'm bagging in for. It's your soul. Come to Jesus. Just as I am. As we sing, I'm waiting for you. Come. Come. Yes, was shared for me. Come. Come. And that thou be. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Don't waste time. You know Jesus. You need Jesus. Come. We're going to sing one more time. I'm waiting for you. You want to give your life to Jesus today? Just come right I now. Am yes, Lord. One plea, but that thy blood was shed for 
every eye closed, every head bowed. You are here, you are still out there. You are not sure. You are not sure. You are still debating within yourself. You are not at peace with yourself. You are not sure. Once you are not sure, just be sure today. Why don't you become sure today that I want to give my life to Jesus? I want to know after today that I have received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If you are not sure, if you are not sure, I want you to join us right now. We are just about to pray. We are just close enough. If you are not sure, you are not sure, you are still out there. I want you to come right now. Come wherever you are. Just come to us right now. We're going to sing one more time. I want you to come. Maybe you can even check with your neighbor. Maybe sometimes people need help. They just need a little bit of encouragement. A little bit of encouragement. Let's sing one more time. Just if you are not sure, you want to come. Come right now. We are just singing one more time. Come. Sing it. Sing it. Was shared, was shared for me. our heads and pray. Those in front, say this prayer with me. And the whole church, help us as we say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus Christ who died for my sins and rose up on the third day. Say, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me with the precious blood of Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. Say, I believe in Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. From today, I will serve you. I will obey you. I will follow you. I will no longer serve Satan. I belong to Jesus. I am born again. I am saved. Say thank you Father for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Let me pray with you Father. I pray for these precious ones. May they be established. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel, Lord. Preserve them. Let them see mercy. Assure them of your mercies. Assure them of your love. Assure them of your forgiveness. Assure them of your kindness, Lord. And let them serve you forever. Thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Say a good amen. amen. Receive this book. It's for you. Wow. God bless you. 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 Blessings. Many blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Go back to your seats. Want to receive communion, sons of God? Brothers, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun 
In the spirit we are young Sing along And we'll live forever Sons of God Hear his holy word Gather round the table of the Lord Eat his body, drink his blood And we'll sing a song of love Shout together. Shout together to the Lord who has promised a reward. Happiness a hundredfold and we'll live forever. Sons of God, hear his holy word. Gather round the table of the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Brothers, sisters, we are one, and our lives have just begun. In the spirit, we are young. And we'll live forever Sons of God Hear his holy word Gather round The table of the Lord Eat his body Drink his blood And we'll sing a song of love Alleluia, 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 alleluia Shout together to I can the hear you Lord singing. Who has promised a reward? Happiness a hundredfold, and we'll live forever. Sons of God, hear His holy word. Gather round the table of the Lord. Eat His body, drink His blood. Song of love, Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Father, we declare the body, the bread, and the drink as the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. As we eat it and we drink it, may Christ dwell in us and may we dwell in Him, Lord. May it be impossible for Satan to attack us. May it be impossible for Satan to have the advantage over us, Lord. For the greater one dwells in us, Lord. The greater one. May it be impossible for sickness to remain in our bodies. May it be impossible for depression to remain with us, Lord. May it be impossible for failure to remain with us, Lord. May it be impossible for confusion to stay with us, oh God. Let there be a lifting up of your people. Let there come a lifting up of your people, Lord. Let there come a blessing upon your people, Lord. Let every life that's about to drink the blood and eat the body of Christ become a promoted life, oh God. Let that life be elevated, oh God. Above every situation, above every challenge, above every circumstance Lord let there be a practical miracle Lord in the lives of your people today thank you for your blessing Lord 
Thank that nobody gathered here who is about to receive this communion shall remain the same or shall go lower or shall be less than what they are now. Father, I declare promotion, strength, increase, power to overcome, power to overcome, power to overcome, strength to be victorious, Lord. May they be victorious, Lord. May the seed of confusion die. May every disturbance be cursed in their lives, O oh God. Let there be sudden peace, Lord. Let there be a miracle of peace, O oh God. Let there be answers to prayers, Lord. Answers to desires, Lord. Let there be answers to the reason why they have cried, Lord. May they receive answers, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your blessing, Lord. Thank you for your blessing, Lord. Thank you for your blessing, Lord. That you preserve these ones. Preserve them in your goodness. Preserve them in your mercies. Preserve them in your way, Lord. Preserve them in your way, Lord. Preserve them in your ways, O God. May they stay with you, O God. May they stay in the faith, O God. May they remain in the faith, O God. May they become stronger in the faith, O God. Thank you for your blessing, O God. I curse failure. I curse the spirit of failure. I curse that which causes your people to fail, Lord. You shall never fail again. You will never fail again. You will never fall back again. What you have, what, what you have, you have fallen over. You shall not fall at that point again. You shall overcome. You shall overcome. Where you tripped, you shall run over. Where you slipped, you shall run through. You shall say, for by my God, I have leaped over a wall and I have run through a troop. You shall leap over walls and you shall run through troops. You have overcome the enemy. The greater one lives in you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. The Bible says that in that night he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body that is broken for you. The body of Christ. What you are holding in your hands is the body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. Father, every cup is sanctified. It is your blood. It is a cup of blessing. We drink it for health. We drink it for life. We drink it for hope. We drink it for encouragement. We drink it for life once again. Let everything that is dying receive life. Every good thing that is dying in us may come back to life. In the name of Jesus, O God. The blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Father, we say thank you for your miracles. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you that it is done. Like Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. I declare every good work is finished here. Every good work has been accomplished. 
every good thing your people have set their heart on Lord it is accomplished it is preserved Lord your word declares the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off I banish disappointment from this congregation we shall never be disappointed but as we have hoped for that shall be our portion thank you father in Jesus name amen Tell your neighbor, congratulations. God has promoted you.